Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talks podcast. I'm Connor Beaton, the host and founder of Man Talks. Man Talks exists to help develop self aware, high performing, and impactful men in the world, the type of men you want to be and the type of men you want to be around. Just a quick Heads up and a reminder for all the guys out there, if you want to be a part of a great community of men from around the world, thousands of men from around the world who are having epic conversations about health and fitness, money and finance, business and entrepreneurship, relationships, sex and intimacy, cryptocurrency, you name it, head on over to Facebook and check out the Man Talks community. It's facebook.com forward slash Man Talks community. We would love to have you in there. That community is growing extremely rapidly uh, and some great conversations with some incredible men from around the world. So definitely head on over and join that community. Now, with that said, today we are going, like I said, to dive into motivation is killing your chance to change. This is a really interesting topic. I've had some uh, great recommendations from people who tune into these midweek mini episodes. By the way, thank you for submitting your ideas and some of the topics that you would love for me to jam on. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's just dive into this. This is a, a request uh, that came in the other day uh, through somebody through Facebook who had asked me how important motivation is and if I could touch on the the importance of motivation in terms of change and how we need to motivate ourselves to change. Um, my belief is that we don't necessarily need to motivate ourselves to change. Motivation isn't inherently there when we want to change something. And I'll give you a perfect example. If you all of a sudden want to lose you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 pounds, and you decide that you want to start going to the gym on a daily basis, the motivation to do that is actually extraordinarily low. Your body's not used to it. Your mind just sees obstacles in it. You know, you start seeing the fact you got to, maybe you can only go to the gym at 6 a.m. in the morning. So now you, you're you're worried about losing sleep uh, and you, you're gonna have to get up early. You have to go work in the morning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the list starts going on and on. And so all of a sudden our brain, because our brain is a pattern recognition system, that's what it does. It just recognizes patterns. And so when we decide that we wanna go lose 30 or 40 pounds and that in order to do do that, we have to go work out first thing in the morning, three or four days a week, your brain starts to recognize all the patterns from the past that it has experienced when it comes time to do this. So it remembers waking up at six o'clock in the morning and how it doesn't freaking like that. It remembers what it's like to go work out in the morning. And it's like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work. And then I have to go to work after that. And I'm going to have a long day and, da, da, da. and it starts seeing all of the challenges and the confrontation because our brain is designed to keep us safe. Our brain is actually adverse to change. Our brain doesn't necessarily like change. It likes what's known within our spectrum of keeping us happy and, and our state of happiness, but it does not like the unknown. So if it doesn't like, if it doesn't know what a situation isn't going to be like, it is going to try and keep us away from that situation. So because of that, how can we possibly be motivated to try and go change? The funny thing is that in North American society, there is a huge push, like the, the self-help industry, the personal development industry, you know, the guys like Tony Robbins have been built off of motivating people, of putting people into these states, of helping them achieve these results. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because motivation doesn't actually come first. Consistent action comes first. It's the thing that actually 
precedes the motivation. Once we start to see some results, once our body and our mind starts to know what it can expect and what that routine or process might be like, then it can maybe start to get motivated. But the very initial part of it, there is no motivation to go and do those things. It's much like for the people that are out there that maybe are working a full-time job and they're wanting to start their own company. The motivation to do that is very challenging because what your brain sees, what your brain sees is a whole bunch of obstacles. What you're telling your brain is, I wanna go start my own company. And what it sees is, well, that means that we're not gonna have consistent income on a bi-weekly or monthly basis. That means that I'm gonna be dependent on being able to provide that money for myself, my family, pay for my mortgage, pay for my rent, pay for my groceries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I won't just have that consistent funds coming in. And so there's, there's this scarcity there. So your brain starts to recognize the patterns of what could be potentially challenging um, or fearful about that situation. Again, your brain is designed to keep you safe. And so it sees all of those things as threats. It doesn't know what's possible on the other side because it's never happened before. And so in those situations, it's very challenging to be motivated to actually create that change. So what do we do? How do we move past this space of having our brain take over every time that we want to make change and it starts to see all of the fearful, unidentified objects that might cause some stress, that might cause some setbacks in our life and actually feel a sense of motivation? Well, I like to say that action precedes motivation. Action precedes motivation. I have found that time and time again, the things that I am the most confronted by, the things that I want to do the least, like wake up at 6am in the morning and go to the gym, you know, do the financial report for my company, do the spreadsheets because I'm not a big spreadsheet guy. As soon as I start taking action on those things, on the other side of that is where motivation starts to come in because we have given ourselves a framework. We've given our brain a framework for what that can look like. And this is why I'm going to go back to the entrepreneur example, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are entrepreneurs or that want to be entrepreneurs. This is why entrepreneurs who keep their full-time job are seven times more likely to be successful in their business if they keep their full-time job while they build up their side uh, side hustle, as Gary Vee likes to call it, or their side business. And this is exactly what I did with Man Talks, and I've seen a lot of other people do this successfully. The people that just sort of you know leap and hope that the net will appear oftentimes are the one that have that fall flat because they don't put themselves in a financial situation where it's a good idea. They are coming from a place of scarcity, so they're constantly making choices for their business, for their products, for their services, for their customers that are coming from a place of scarcity. Whereas the the entrepreneurs that start off with that that safety net still there are able to actually move through and do quite a bit better within their within launching their business. So where we start, where we actually start is not trying to, you know, build up this crazy amount of motivation to go out and kick ass and get shit done, but to actually just start with getting shit done and know and expect that there's going to be a serious lack of motivation to go and do some of this shit and then to go do it anyway. That is what really, really great people do. They execute first and the motivation follows. They take action first and then the inspiration happens. They take action first and then the results show up that they're looking for or not looking for, but they still have 
new results. It's not just an ambiguous, I don't know what's on the other side of this. So our brains actually have something, a new pattern to hold on to, to see, and to have a framework that it can then start to predict of what's going to happen. So great example, if you're going to start losing weight, if you want to go to the gym more often, just set a time once a week where you're going to start going. And this, this, is, this is what I recommend to people that haven't been to the gym in years. I say, choose once a week where you're going to go, block it off, and know with every ounce of your being that your body's going to resist the hell out of it. Your body is not going to want to go. Your mind's going to come up with all the challenges. And your job is to make it as easy as possible. Lay out the clothes the day before, pack it in the gym bag, You know, turn off your phone an hour before so nobody can call you and distract you from going. Put the PVR on, record your, you know, your show, like remove all the distractions and know that your body and your mind are still going to come up with objections of why you shouldn't go and then go do it anyway. <laughs> and then take a mental note of the motivation that you feel after having executed on that project, on that goal, on that result that you were seeking, and use that, leverage that to then go next week, and then again the week after, and then work in twice a week, and then work in three times a week, and start to build yourself up, start to build up that quote-unquote muscle memory or the motivation memory. And this is what's going to really help you create the change that you're seeking in your life. So it's not motivation first and action second, it's action first, motivation second. Anyway, that's what I got for you this week. I hope that that helps you and serves you in a huge way. And uh, I hope that you take some massive action this week. I would love to hear what action you take. I would love to hear what you are executing on this week. You can write me info at mantalks.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. We've got over 10,000 followers on there now. You can hit me up on Facebook, on YouTube. We've got some of our podcasts and live recordings on there. Uh, or you can hit me up through the website. Whatever is your medium of choice, I would love to hear from you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a review. It goes a long way. Do us a favor, man it forward, hashtag man it forward, and send this out to one or two people who you know could use this episode or some of the episodes that we have recorded in the past. Thanks very much and have a great week. Connor Beaton out.